Part 3, Chapter 1, Section 113 of The Life of Jesus Critically Examined by David Friedrich Strauss. Translated by George Eliot. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Part 3, History of the Passion, Death, and Resurrection of Jesus. Chapter 1, Relation of Jesus to the Idea of a Suffering and Dying Messiah. His Discourses on His Death, Resurrection, and Second Advent. Section 113. Precise Declarations of Jesus Concerning His Future Resurrection. According to the evangelical accounts, Jesus predicted his resurrection in words not less clear than those in which he announced his death, and also fixed the time of its occurrence with singular precision. As often as he said to his disciples, The Son of Man will be crucified, he added, and the third day he shall rise again. Matthew chapter 16, verse 21, chapter 17, verse 23, chapter 20, verse 19, and parallel passages. Compare with chapter 17, verse 9, chapter 26, verse 32, and parallel passages. But of this announcement also it is said, that the disciples understood it not, so little that they even debated among themselves what the rising from the dead should mean mark chapter nine verse ten and in consistency with this want of comprehension they after the death of jesus exhibit no trace of a recollection that his resurrection had been foretold to them no spark of hope that this prediction would be fulfilled when the friends of jesus had taken down his body from the cross and laid it in the grave, they undertook, John chapter 19, verse 40, or the women reserved to themselves, Mark chapter 16, verse 1, Luke chapter 23, verse 56, the task of embalming him, which is only performed in the case of those who are regarded as the prey of corruption, when, on the morning which, according to the mode of reckoning in the New Testament, opened the day which had been predetermined as that of the resurrection, the women went to the grave. They were so far from thinking of a predicted resurrection that they were anxious about the probable difficulty of rolling away the stone from the grave. Mark chapter 16, verse 3. When Mary Magdalene, and afterwards Peter, found the grave empty, their first thought, had the resurrection been predicted, must have been that it had now actually taken place instead of this the former conjectures that the body may have been stolen john chapter 20 verse 2 while peter merely wonders without coming to any definite conjecture luke chapter 24 verse 12 when the women told the disciples of the angelic apparition which they had witnessed and discharged the commission given them by the angel, the disciples partly regarded their words as idle tales, Luke chapter 24, verse 11, and were partly moved to fear and astonishment, Luke chapter 24, verse 22 and following. When Mary Magdalene, and subsequently the disciples going to Emmaus, assured the eleven that they had themselves seen the risen one, they met with no credence. Mark chapter 16, verses 11 and 13. And Thomas, still later, 
did not believe even the assurance of his fellow apostles. John chapter 20, verse 25. Lastly, when Jesus himself appeared to the disciples in Galilee, all of them did not even then cast off doubt. Mark chapter 28, verse 17. All this we must, with a Wolfenbutel fragmentist, find incomprehensible if Jesus had so clearly and decidedly predicted his resurrection. It is true that, as the conduct of the disciples, after the death of Jesus, speaks against such a prediction on the part of Jesus, so the conduct of his enemies appears to speak for it. For when, according to Matthew chapter 27, verse 62 and following, the chief priests and Pharisees entreat Pilate to set a watch at the grave of Jesus, they allege, as a reason for their request, that Jesus, while yet alive, had said, After three days I will rise again. But this narrative of the first gospel, which we can only estimate at a future point in our investigation, at present decides nothing, but only falls to one side of the dilemma, so that we must now say, if the disciples really so acted after the death of Jesus, then neither can he have decidedly foretold his resurrection, nor can the Jews, in consideration of such a prediction, have placed a watch at his grave, or, if the two latter statements be true, the disciples cannot have so acted. It has been attempted to blunt the edge of this dilemma by attributing to the above predictions not the literal sense that the deceased Jesus would return out of the grave, but only the figurative sense that his doctrine and cause, after having been apparently crushed, would again expand and flourish. As the Old Testament prophets, it was said, represent the restoration of the Israelitish people to renewed prosperity, under the image of a resurrection from the dead, Isaiah chapter 26 verse 19, Ezekiel chapter 37, as they mark the short interval within which, under certain conditions, this turn of things was to be expected by the expression, in two or three days will Jehovah revive the smitten one and raise the dead, Hosea chapter 6 verse 2. In a statement of time, which Jesus also uses indefinitely for a short interval, Luke chapter 13, verse 32. So by the declaration that he will rise on the third day after his death, he intends to say no more than that even though he may succumb to the power of his enemies and be put to death, still the work which he has begun will not come to an end, but will in a short time go forward with a fresh impetus. These merely figurative modes of speaking adopted by Jesus, the apostles, after Jesus had actually risen in the body, understood literally, and regarded them as prophecies of his personal resurrection. Now that in the prophetic passages adduced, the expressions yekumun and hakitsu have only the alleged figurative sense, is true. But these are passages, the whole tenor of which is figurative, and in which, in particular, 
the depression and death which precede the revivification are themselves to be understood only in a figurative sense here on the contrary all the foregoing expressions to be delivered condemned crucified killed etc are to be understood literally hence all at once with the words egerthini and anastini to enter on a figurative meaning would be an unprecedented abruptness of transition not to mention that passages such as matthew chapter twenty six verse thirty two where jesus says after i am risen again i will go before you into galilee can have no meaning at all unless egeresthai be understood literally in this closely consecutive series of expressions which must be taken in a purely literal sense there is then no warrant and even no inducement to understand the statement of time which is connected with them otherwise than also literally and in its strictly etymological meaning thus if jesus really used these words and in the same connection in which they are given by the evangelists he cannot have meant to announce by them merely the speedy victory of his cause his meaning must have been that he himself would return to life in three days after his violent death as however jesus judging from the conduct of his disciples after his death cannot have announced his resurrection in plain words other commentators have resigned themselves to the admission that the evangelists after the issue gave to the discourses of jesus a definiteness which as uttered by him they did not possess that they have not merely understood literally what jesus intended figuratively of the revival of his cause after his death but in accordance with their erroneous interpretation have so modified his words that as we now read them we must certainly understand them in a literal sense yet that not all the discourses of jesus are altered in this manner here and there his original expressions still remain end of section one hundred thirteen